Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One small difference between me and Greg Hardy, when I dropped an F-bomb on my O-line coach, my head coach power cleaned me in front of God and everyone and told me that my opinion was not required. Hardy's coach and his owner are cool with him yelling on the sidelines, slapping clipboards, and whatever else he wants. Enjoy the show. Yeah! Hey, welcome back to Listen for the One Beach. You got Alan and Ryan. And we are wrapping up October, getting ready from some spooky goblins and trick or treating and some very, very good football, I must say. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, this Thursday night, that we're recording is you've got TCU taking it to West Virginia. You've got the Patriots taking it to the Dolphins. Uh, One of my surprises that I'll get to is another game. And then I think tonight we have Oregon against. uh, Yeah. Who who are they playing? I think it's Arizona. Arizona State. Arizona State. So, I mean, that's a heck of a game for a Thursday night. Yeah, that's a heck of a lineup for a Thursday night. Pretty pretty good slate of games here. So, well, let's just jump into it. Uh, You folks know the format here. We're going to talk about three surprises and uh, from both of us. And I'll start off by one that I can carry into tonight is I am continuously shocked about the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um. 6-1, 3-0 6-1, and 3-0 and in ACC play, and right now up 10 points against a top 25-ranked Pittsburgh team on the road to Pittsburgh. You know, I'm not going to pretend to say I know a whole hell of a lot about these Tar Heels, but I know we talked about them, I think, pretty much every week because we keep saying, or I keep saying, they're surprising me. Uh, and it's just because I... I, I I, they're surprising me, man. Yeah, they. Um, well, who do they? Uh, Fedora, Larry Fedora is uh, is their coach, and he's yep. he's a uh, you know kind of a got a got a good history, uh, very well respected coach um, and coordinator. So it yeah, it is great seeing them do that, and it's it's you know it's funny but unfortunate in this day and age of college football is like you know the, if they go on to win this game. Um, then they'll start to get a little bit more buzz. They'll probably be ranked. Um, you know, and you know who they'll play next week? Uh, Duke. Duke. Yeah. Number 22 ranked Duke. Yeah, I was going to say, Duke's a pretty good team. Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe, I think David Cutliffe is the coach. Yep. He's, he's had them doing really well. I mean, they were, uh, they've been in bowl games the last few years, or at least three out of the four last uh, years. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's always good seeing schools like this, you know, kind of these – mid-tier big conference schools um you know come up and start playing well and you know th- he keeps it up and he won't be there long you know you and i both know that um oh yeah something bigger you know the impatient people of the big dogs will uh will come knocking whether it's a georgia or a south carolina or whatever well what better segue to my second surprise is that the al golden era was somehow carried into this season and then ended abruptly after they got manhandled. Uh, worst it, by, worst home I mean, loss. It's a damn good team. Yeah, worst home loss I ever. Everybody, everybody's expecting more than you know, 58 to nothing plastering. Yeah, worst home loss in Miami history. That's – I don't know how you can't recruit down there. I know that it's a private school, but let me tell you, they don't exactly live up to the same standards. I don't believe that Notre Dame probably does no. or some of the other, you know, Stanford. Private school. Yeah, no, they're not, they're not doing that. They're there. They know how to win. And I felt like golden just was kind of put in a, a hard spot from the get go. Cause didn't he come in, had one year before they got popped with all the, you know, SI leaks and, you know, whatever the stories were with that, that not agent, uh, the alumni that right. bought his way into the program. Yeah, I, I want to say that was early on in his tenure. I just don't think he ever recovered from it, um, you know, and I don't think anybody really embraced him. So 
I'll be curious to see what happens with this team. You know, Miami could be one of those ones that, again, you know, like uh, when they let go, was it Erickson? No, it wasn't Erickson they let go of. The guy who's now at UTSA. Uh, Larry Coker? Yeah. You know, Coker wasn't good enough for him. And then they, you know, kind of, well, they have never recovered from that. Well, one. he won a national championship. Yes, um, exactly. I mean, yeah. And they've never recovered because he just wasn't good enough for him. You know, it's one of those. Nebraska, we're not here to win eight games, which right now, I th- I'll tell you what, uh, Nebraska would love to be doing eight wins right now. Well, I'll tell you what, it brings to mind R.C. Slocum, um, you know, Nebraska, who did they get rid of uh, before? Um, there was the guy. Who- it wasn't Solich, was it? Uh, maybe so, but, you know, essentially all these guys were let go after, like, yeah, it was the one that, I mean, they brought Callahan in to replace him. That's what I was talking right. about. They said that eight and nine wins are not good enough for Nebraska. Right. And apparently, it was good enough for Callahan. Yeah, and yeah, it's, you know, in Slocum, I think R.C. Slocum in College Station, I think he was an eight, nine game winner his last year when he was let go. Um, yep. But, um, you know, I, I think the, uh, I think Miami is an interesting uh, thing. Here's the deal. They don't have a stadium. They don't have any facilities worth of crap. And, you know, back in the 80s when you had Jimmy Johnson, you know, kind of building that mindset and that culture of, um, you know, we're big and bad and a chip on our shoulder, What, whatever it was, we're going to take the nation by shock the nation tour. Yep. You know, you could get away with that back then because college football was a shell of what it is now. You know these things. Like- oh, and, I mean, and you're talking that because of that relationship that they had, you know, you only had five games on a week, right? Right. And so if they got put on, and you know, OU got put on, and Nebraska got put on, and Penn State certainly did, you were a power program, but kids still, you know, stayed at home. Yeah, but it was like, I mean, but it, and there were like eight bowl games. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that that's when it really started taking off. And you can credit, you know, like the those powerhouses at Miami when Florida State was up and coming, Nebraska, you know, a lot of those teams, you know, from the 80s and into the 90s really set the tone and were the catalyst for what this thing is big business now. But, you know, they, they have they have to invest a ton of money into this program outside of just going and paying a coach. They, they don't pay, you know, their coaches or assistants either. And they're going to have to make a, a significant investment if they're going to bring that thing up because. But see, that's the deal. That's the, passed by, by the, some that's of the, the difference between the top 10 to 15 programs in college football and the other 130 programs is we can pay us other ones being tech and the like can pay one guy a lot of money. We can't, typically afford to pay one guy a lot of money and two or three other guys significant money. UT can, Ohio State can. I don't think Miami can. I'm sure if they wanted to, they could. But it's a matter of what do they have to sacrifice? Because I do believe that there are some programs that just print money. And I said, you know, Ohio State, you guys, Bama. Uh, Then there's other ones that would actually have to take a whopping, you know, year maybe to raise that and you're looking at usc you're looking at the miamis they could do it if they want to but i just don't know if they want to fully admit that that's what they're doing uh because then they're caught up in this whole escalating pay scale and you end up having to cut programs yada 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 but oh well um i'll say my third surprise beardo is got to be your giants yeah uh, the hole that they kind of dug themselves into, out of, into and out of last Sunday night against the Cowboys uh, was certainly very entertaining to listen to and to finally watch once I got off I-35. Yeah, they are yeah. a, um, you know, they're not a very good team. Uh, let's uh, let's be really honest. You know, that that no. That game was. But a, you were playing against a not very good team too. Oh, you're, and you're right. Took care of business. You're right. It's just it's amazing that that uh, you know that adding on to that, it's amazing how Washington has managed to keep themselves in this. Um, you know, by eking out these wins. But then you're right. Like the Giants, like how in the world? I've watched that team play a few times, and it's like how in the world is that team? Um, how in the world is that team winning this division and winning it by two games? I think. 
Uh, I just topped off, so hold on a second because I've got it pulled up here. Uh, three are there four and three Cowboys are two and four and yeah I think they may have a two game lead on everybody yeah actually no I'm well hold on I got to take a look at the conference standings but let a couple of ad loads first um you know what screw it yes let's just say two two games because ESPN just won't give you that information yeah so anyway they I, I think the they are surprising how they managed to win that game but let's be honest. Um, they got a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. And, well, the special teams touchdown was just a dagger. That return. That was it. I mean, that Cowboys had tied it after losing for a good chunk of the second half. They finally. Oh, yeah. It turned the tide completely. And then to have, you know, um, what's his name? Bailey have a complete brain fart on a punt return that, you know, the Cowboys had done exactly oh, what they did. Yeah. Um, you know, they, well, at that point, that's all you could do is what they did is, I mean, they made you run off, I don't know, uh, 30 seconds a clock with all the timeouts and had plenty of time left, especially now that you have a quarterback back there that seems like Castle can actually throw the ball. He may not throw it to the right part of the body, uh, hence some of the turnovers you guys got. But I, I thought he had the ability, but to see this, you know, that punt return was just so bad. And it was so damn funny because, you know, I was watching it with my dad and listening to him and what he was saying. And then when he was finally quiet, Aikman was saying exactly the same thing. <laughs> so uh, I was like, well, dad, I guess you know what the hell you're talking about because Aikman agrees with you. Well, but they, um, it, that was a travesty, man. That team is. Um... That team does not seem focused. Um, and nope. they've, you know, the, the one bright spot you can say is Darren, their defense actually played pretty well. Um, D Darren McFadden uh, had a great game. Uh, he had a great game. You know, when, now the trick is putting two of those together for the first time in his career. Um, but I think, especially since he doesn't have, I mean, he is the starter. Now. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's that. Anyway, that team's that team's kind of a mess. You know, Dez, I think, is coming back this weekend. Um, I think that's still questionable, but I could be wrong. I mean, they probably need him in there, and knowing him, he'll want to play. Well, and you know, you have to wonder who they play in Seattle, who is a kind of shaky team as well right now. Yes. Um, you know, I I think the they have to win this game. They, I mean, I think Dallas is going to win. They have to win this game. Uh, I see. My, my deal, though, is if you look on at on paper and even on film with some of the bad decisions that, you know, the Seahawks have made, I still think the Seahawks are a much better team than the Cowboys. I would agree with that. I would and I think if you can upset them with a backup quarterback, then that tells me that things are even more screwed up there than we than the three and four record is. Well, and you and I both know that that team ain't the same on the road, and this is in Dallas. Oh, absolutely right. Um, so I think the um, I I think you're right. It's good. It, it, it'll be a good test for the Cowboys. But at the end of the day, if you're playing with a third string quarterback, and say what you will about Castle versus Whedon, you know Castle hasn't done anything better or worse than Whedon. Uh, Actually, I'll disagree with you there. I'll say this, that he did – I think he did better for the offense, hence why you had the running game, because he actually put the ball in the air downfield. Now, the results were mixed, but having to respect that and not being able to load up, I think really helped Dallas have a lot more flexibility than they had under Whedon because no one respects Whedon. No, that's true. And Castle is a fairly accurate passer. Um, you know, he, he can make the throws, so – you know, it, it'll be interesting, but at the end of the day, you know, it's the Giants are, you know, they have a game. This is, they should win this game, and you know, they're probably going to lose. I mean, that's that's just the way that it's gone for the Giants. So, you know, you look at this, you know, you look at these standings, and like every week, these four teams are going to be shuffled around. No, that that's the funny thing is, you know, when Romo went down, I said I thought this was your division to win. It's now, I think, your division to give away, and we will. Yeah, probably you will. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now we have the the Dolphins are on the board, twenty two to seven now. So 
let's transition to your three surprises. Well, my big th- my first of my three is uh, the man. How quickly the Texas A and M Aggies have just appeared to have become discombobulated. Um, they, I don't know if you watched any of that Ole Miss game. No, I just checked the scores of it. Uh, you know, it was just every time I looked, it got it, it got progressively worse so quickly that it wasn't worth it to me. Yeah. But what I want to know, because I, since I was down in Austin this week, and I don't know what the statesman prints anymore, but I heard the quarterback position being reopened has a lot to do with one of the quarterback's dads. Have you read that? I have not. Um, you know, I haven't read the statesman, but I have not. Uh, heard that. Well, one of the guys on the horn uh, was stating, or maybe it's one of the guys up here, I don't know, uh, was stating that this quarterback competition, which it probably needs to be reopened, uh, but it was really pushed by uh, the, I don't know if it's Kyler Murray yeah, or the other Kyler, one. Kyler, Kyler Murray's dad was a big alum. Uh, so that's it. Yeah. It, he's apparently. Uh, Pulling a Craig James, which that works out so well for everyone. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I, having watched the Alabama game with you, I believe, yep. a good chunk of that Alabama game, and then watching this game, and I watched probably 90% of this Ole Miss game, um, Kyle Allen cannot step on the field as their quarterback anymore. Like that. Yeah, that just, I think he's got it in his head right now. Yeah, that just he, can't happen. He's, he, yeah, it's all in his head. Um, he, he's, he is a detriment every time he drops back to throw the ball. Um, but they, you know, it was interesting. There was a lot of speculation about when they went to the backup, they went to the third string over Kyler Murray and, you know, which I think you can certainly read into that. And there's been many rumors about it. You know, I tend to think that Kyler Murray is a Gerard Hurd kind of guy who's going to run around and make plays, but you know, he may not be the best passer when you're down by 18, 19 points. You yep. need to throw the ball down the field, and you need to complete large chunks of yards in a short amount of time. Um, they, uh, but you know, there's also you read the stories about the riff in the locker room. Half the team likes Kyler Murray and thinks he deserves a chance. The other half think he's a, you know, kind of a punk and doesn't doesn't think he's ready. But um, you know, who knows? The people who are you know, the benefit of living and playing in college station is you don't really get good reporting. Well, and all the people who are reporting this aren't in the locker room. That's one thing I can guarantee you. So the, anyway, I, I, I think it's, it's just from what they, how they looked watching them, you know, early on in the season and how they look now, they just look lost. They look like they're lacking focus. Um, you know, it'll be a very interesting game. There's a good opportunity for them to turn it around against at, at home against South Carolina. Um, you know, it's 11 a.m. game, which kind of sucks. But, you know, I don't know much about this uh, Gamecock team since Spurrier left. And, you know, they uh, A&M needs to put it together. They need to put it together because they still got a pretty, you know, they still got to play LSU. Yeah, I, um, you know, at two and two in the SEC, you can still get to a decent place. You're five and two overall. Um, I will say this, though, is that you got to go back and take a look at, you know, who they've beaten this year. Uh, they did beat, we don't know. I think at the time they were very highly ranked Arizona State, but what are they? And then, you know, Ball State, Nevada, Arkansas. Mississippi State, I'll say that's a key win for them. Well, that Arkansas and, and, game, that game was, you know, overtime. Yeah, that was 28-21. And then Bama and, you know, Ole Miss, and they weren't even touching competitiveness against Ole Miss. I think it's interesting is that the Aggies, if you look at it, if things keep going this way and they have the Kingsbury slide, which I don't see how they can with, you know, let's be honest, SC, Auburn, I don't even know what WCU is. Wesleyan College, Western Carolina, Western Carolina. and uh, Vanderbilt. I mean, they should pick up three wins here and have a good record. Plus, you know that that is how it works. But uh, yeah, I hate that the SEC puts these cupcake games in there in November when everybody else is playing for blood. Yeah, I think the um, I. I, I don't know. They just they, they're going to lose a couple games they shouldn't if if they play like that. Because I'll tell you this: 
Ole Miss is not very good. Like they were, that was an ugly, ugly football game on both accounts. Just Ole Miss is the decision making by the quarterback, the play calling. You know, there's a point when they're up 20 to three in the fourth quarter and they get the ball back. They're able to stop them on fourth down. They get the ball back with like three minutes to go. The first play, right. they run a pass play down the middle of the field and it's intercepted. And it's like, what? What in the world are you doing? So uh, let's just assume that they, you know, hold serve here and they beat, you know, everybody. And you're saying you're, you're going to lose. If they do, do it's got to be the SC. But how many yards does Fournette have against the Aggies, given what we saw that Henry kid do? And does he even play in the third quarter? Yeah. When do they play? They got a couple. That's the last game of conference. So. LSU is probably sitting there getting ready to go and, you know, more than likely, uh, depending on the Bama score, they're playing the SEC championship game. Yeah, I think, um, you know, on paper right now, you would say certainly that guy could have a field day, but, you know, you just, you never know. Maybe they'll put it together, but man, they got a lot. If they don't. They need to fix some holes, my brother. Yeah, if they don't, if they don't bring it together, then it. I mean, it could be that could be a Heisman clinching game for that kid. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that A uh, and M, that was uh, that, just how ugly they looked was really surprising. Um, and then uh, the you know, I, I have to mention it, but you know, I was so the last like two and a half years, you've you've started to sense this. You, and you've seen it with the performance on the field and their decision making that, you know, the Cowboys have really turned a leaf and they have turned a corner. They're making smarter decisions. Um, they're investing in the right areas. They're making smart draft picks. Um, you know, they're they're locking up. They're building the line and actually concentrating on yes. that. Rather, they're yeah. doing all these things and just the 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 mishandling of the this Greg Hardy thing has been like mind boggling to me. Uh, what an ass! What an absolute! I mean, we talked about this in the opening last week, and you know this week again is how in the world do you bring that guy on? And more importantly, how do you babysit him like you are? You know, let's just call it what it was is. You know, the guy blew up on a coach on the sideline. The cameras caught it. There's no ducking it. And you sit there and say that that's passion and you like it. And, I mean, I know there's stuff that happens behind the scenes. But guess what? That's what your public and your fans see. And I, I think it's just shameful. I really try. I, I do as well. And it, I think it's, it, it is completely... A perfect example of the problem of Jerry Jones. Yeah, you're you're hundred son of you're a hundred percent right. And how many times are you going to make this mistake and be wrong? Um, the I I think the you know it you can piss and moan about fair and unfair and what whatever, but life isn't fair. And when you're accused of doing what he was accused of doing, and let's be frank, what he did, um, you know, it, it's wrong for any player to do that, to, to behave exactly. You, you see them, you see heated discussions all the time. We've seen Brady doing it. We've seen Favre doing it. Uh, we, we saw Elway, Cozart, you know, we, that happens that Phil Sims, you know, that, that just, that happens. That's part of it, but nothing like it's those things that I'm talking about are nothing like what happened. No. And there's no, you know, golly, like it's almost unprecedented. I think it's kind of, it, it's amazing to me that the two people on either side of that situation were Des and him. Yeah. And as I texted you, it was like, would you get in the middle of that? And obviously, everybody looked at it and said, "Fuck no, I'm not getting in that. Somebody might kill yeah. me." They, um, I, I, I think it's a. I don't think they ever should have signed him. Um, I think they should have. What they could have done is made this not a, a fraction of the story that it was by immediately coming out and saying that's unacceptable. He is suspended for you know two weeks or one week, whatever. And you know, but at the end of the day, he can rush the passer really well, and they're on a four-game losing streak. So, um, but to handle it the way that he did was you're, shameful is the right word, and it's just like what a joke. Like that's I'm almost embarrassed for him. And Greg Hardy well, does not deserve to play in the NFL. 
No, and, and that's the deal is, hey, you know what? If he wants to play football, that's fine. There are other leagues around the right, world. Right, go play in the Canadian. You're not allowed to play in the NFL. I'm sorry. You know, there you can go and play in a Sunday league and make $20 a, a week. That's You're entitled to that. But I, you don't have to play there. You certainly, you know, and I don't think the star means a whole hell of a lot to you and I, but I think it's representative of the league in a, a major way and having him sitting there is just an embarrassment for the, everybody. The other thing that I don't know if you read about, or actually I know you did because it was in Peter King's column, but when you uh, read about the bears and Tressman and a very similar situation happened, did you read that part? Um, I don't remember that. So I can't remember what the, the, the guy's name was, but apparently he got into it with a coach either at practice or during a game. And Tressman um, not only didn't do anything, he elected him as a captain and went out and told the people and, you know, or told the press, it's because his passion and everything. And as soon as he did that, and that was like week one, he lost the locker room because no one respected them anymore. I don't expect that to happen with the Cowboys because the guys that have been here, like, you know, Tony and Dez and, you know, Witten, they all know how this program is run. It is run through Jerry, and Jerry's just as crazy as can be. So, you know, Garrett's not going to, quote, unquote, lose anybody, but he's certainly not going to be in a position to ever discipline another player. Again. No, I, I think the um, I, I think Garrett is almost an innocent bystander in this whole thing. Um, you know, I, I'm confident that he was coached and had to answer these questions before he went out there. You know, here's our party line. Here's, you know, so I, it, it, at the end of the day, it's just it's unfortunate and it's and it, it it's shameful, as you said. And, and it's just, man, it's ridiculous. Like, obviously, this guy's not helping you win games. Um, you know, I, I know you got some key injuries out on the offense, but, you know, people are scoring more points on you. How how detrimental is it to, you know, to be able to, you know, it, it, if he wasn't on the team, I don't think very much. But, you know, and yeah. he's got a one-year deal. Now they're talking about locking him up. Like that That's the other thing is insane. locking him up long-term is just, golly. I mean, you're basically just flinging the middle finger at, so many people, but that's how Jerry does things. And that's why he has been a, you know, 500 program with a $2 billion stadium or a $4 billion net worth, uh, but no Super Bowl rings for 20 years. All right. Well, I'm sorry. We stayed on this one too long. Your last one. Last one. We'll make it quick, um, but I'm going to stick with the NFL and the Carolina Panthers, who I believe are bona fide Super Bowl contenders. You know, I, I I want to agree with you. I think they've got that. They may be what we were thinking about some, you know, well, I think we thought the Cowboys might be it and some others. Actually, I was hoping the Texans would be. They are that defense-dominated team that can uh, hold it together just long enough for the offense not, you know, to do what it needs to do. But I say that, and then I look at what Cam continues to do. And I look at what Greg Olson continues to do and what these no-name receivers, for the most part, are able to do. I'm kind of impressed with these cats. Yeah, they, you know, their 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 schedule is about to get a little bit more real. Um, you know, going to they haven't played the Falcons yet. They played them twice in three weeks there in December. Um, you know, they got the Seahawks. They won at the Seahawks a big win. You know, winning Seahawks. that was a huge. Huge defining. It was, it was, and then coming back home and beating the Eagles, uh, they get Colts and Packers back to back the next two, uh, the next two weeks. So the uh, you know we'll we'll see. Those are Colts are kind of a mess right now, Um, but the Packers are not a mess. No, the Packers aren't. But the thing for them is, you know, that's a a conference loss. We can say, and maybe no one else will, you know, say, you know hop on board like that. I like the Packers. They are beat up. I think they win. Uh, but you look at the rest of their slate, and I'm, they're not playing anybody outside the Falcons, and I guess you guys, with a winning record. Yeah. Uh, the South is terrible. Yeah. So 
I guess where are we going to have now? You know, you're looking at the East. Can we put two teams in from the East, you know, for the playoffs? Is it coming from the South? Is it going to be the Falcons? I actually, it'll be the, you know, the the Panthers and the Falcons will definitely get in. I believe so. And then, you know, I'm trying to think what's that other team, you know, maybe it's out in the West that if Seattle writes a ship or, you know, I guess it's so early, you've still got a backloaded, you know, schedule like this that the Rams can come back up and take it over from the Cardinals. Who knows? But no, I I think it's pretty impressive what they've done. Um, I am, uh, I'm, I'm really surprised and I'm curious to see why, you know, Cam is sitting out there still on our fantasy waiver wire. I can't believe no one's tucked him away just to sit on the bench. So no one, so he doesn't kill anybody else. Yeah. But that's interesting to us, too, and no one else that's up listening. Well, to hold this. on a second. I'm about to make, <laughs> take care of that real team. quick. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's move into this weekend's games because, uh, you know, this one that was supposed to be uh, not necessarily a close game. I think TCU was favored by 10 when it kicked. Uh, they're up by 30, and they're showing that they're TCU. They look really damn good. Yeah. Then we've got. I don't think West Virginia's. I, I mean, just I've watched. Uh, I think West Virginia is our sixth win to get us into bowl eligibility. Yeah, they don't look real good. I've watched some of a few of their games, and they just don't look like a good team. Well, <laughs> my game two thirty. The Oklahoma State Cowboys come to Texas Tech. It's at the Jones. It's two thirty. It's on Halloween. I wish it was a night yeah, game. Me too. Um, but looking back at this, and this is how I've written it into our page is 2008 was the last time we beat Texas. 2008 is also the last time we beat Oklahoma state, which is shocking to me. Uh, but then again, looking at our records, I guess it shouldn't be, you know, Gundy's had quite a few good players over the past, you know, seven years. Um, they're seven and zero. I, I think that they will put their big boy pants on and come in. And again, this is one of those ones that if I am the offense coordinator, I throw maybe six to 10 passes the entire game. And I just beat tech up the middle the entire time. You know, you know that tech's offense can move the ball, but guess what? If you chew up the clock, you win the wow. game. So I will be a Homer on Halloween it's my, you know, it's a day past my birthday, damn it. I'll take Texas Tech with the upset, and it's going to be a 55-54 type game. Yeah, I'll tell you, I think, you know, it was interesting thinking about, you know, the Tech game and the Texas game. And I think both are, there's the similarities between the two is, I think this is a big trap week for, trap game week for Oklahoma State. And I think it is for Texas. Um, you know, and, and obviously those are two programs that are quite far from each other. But yeah, just slightly. They, they are, but you know, it's what what I and you know what I mean by trap team. Oh yeah, you're looking past to the next right. one. Like because... you, you're you're feeling good about yourself. You know, from the Texas perspective, we'll get to that later. But um, I think I'm picking Tech to win this game as well. I think Tech is going to upset Oklahoma State. I think. You know, there was a lot of emotion uh, last week for the Cowboys and that tragedy at their homecoming. Um, they were also playing Kansas, I think. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and this is also, let's be honest, and it's horrible to say, but this is a program or a, a university that's used to dealing with tragedies. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. I mean, this is about Unfortunately, the fourth so. one. Two, crashes, um, two deadly plane crashes. Um, that's just... and but yeah they um, but I, I think at the end of the day there's the you know the kind of coming down from that from that emotion the um, the uh, just going on the road I, I'm with you if this were a night game I would say it's a no brainer Texas winning it but I think the um, I think Texas Tech is going to win this game I think you're right it's going to be close I don't think it's going to be quite as high as you said but I'm saying I'm going in the 40s here like 47 45 kind of game Tech winning. All right. Well, I like that. I am going to go, I think, the opposite way of you on the Texas-Iowa State game. I think they may come out and play you tough in the first half. But I am now, you know, granted, it is on the road. Uh, 
you guys may have read your press clippings a little bit, but then again, it's it's UT, man. It's This is the time of year when you start turning things around, but that was under Mac Brown, and also, let's remember, it's Iowa State. Yeah, I, I can't really put up a big argument for Iowa State, no matter who it is and what the circumstances are. No, so, I think you're right. I, I, I think you take care of business. Yeah, I, I definitely cover the five and a half. I think we take care of business. I... I, I think the you know you're right. It is Iowa State. I think Texas has some good momentum. Momentum. You know, there's a lot of positive. The Kansas State game was obviously unique in the sense that it was a, you know, a downpour from beginning to end. Um, hey, buddy, it's looking like you may be playing in that again. Fifty-eight degrees and a cloud with some dots underneath it for you guys. Well, I'll tell you what. They- that actually helps you, I it think. certainly does, because they can certainly run the ball extremely well. Their offensive line is pass blocking, or excuse me, run blocking in a phenomenal way, but getting very consistent, solidifying. I think that'll help. Um, you know, I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it all year long, and it's not going to happen overnight, but um, if they're unable to develop the intermediate passing game, the five to eight, ten-yard passes, um, they're going to be in trouble. Um, there's yep. going to be a point when a team is going to shut down the run and say, I mean, if I'm a defense and I'm coming up against, if I'm Paul Rhodes there at, uh, is that his name at um, Iowa State? Oh, actually, I think Iowa State. Are they Todd one Grant. of the ones that fire? Did they fire some, their dude already? No, Mangino. I think, yeah, it's either Paul Rhodes or Todd Graham. It's- no, it's uh, Paul Wolf. As a volunteer coach, I believe, because I think uh, what's his name, the old dude, resigned. Or no, you're right. It's still Paul yeah, Rhodes. It's Paul still Rhodes. Paul. They, but Paul Rhodes just fired Mark Mangino as offensive coordinator this week. Oh, okay. And Sorry. so, anyway, I, it, my point is, if I'm Paul Rhodes, I'm saying I'm putting eleven motherfuckers in the box. I'm literally not putting anybody oh. back in the secondary until you complete some passes. Um, and I, I, you know, and obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they're running the ball so well that you have to do that because, you know, they've passed for shoot, man. I think in the Kansas state game, we had like 30 something yards passing in the Oklahoma game. They had less than a hundred yards passing. Um, the, who was that? Was that Kansas state right after Oklahoma? Yeah, yes. so they've the last couple games they and in TCU I don't know what their passing yards was, but it wasn't a lot because they had zero points. So you know they're they're keeping it under a hundred, but they're rushing for three hundred. And my point is, if somebody shuts that down, what are you going to do? Well, here's my point: is no defense in the Big Twelve is built to stop running. Well, you're games. right about that. So. Thanks. I would say go for it, you know, and try to play the possession game. Try to play the, hey, we can out, you know, we can out possess you because that's not what anybody right now, again, the, the leech anonymous, the leech uniqueness has now been copied by everybody yeah, else. You're right. Yeah. But I, don't get me wrong. I think Texas won in this game. You know, the, what did you say? The spread's five and a half. Five and yeah, a half. I mean, I think that's pretty tight. I mean, I would say Texas by a touchdown or less. I will take you at uh, double the spread. Wow. Okay. I hope so. All right. So the other game is just a godforsaken scrimmage. Oklahoma at Kansas. We don't need to talk no. about it. Oklahoma's favored by 40. I don't think. I think the question is if they hit it by half or I not. don't think there's any. There's like no games this weekend that are worth a crap. Well, I am refreshing it right now so we can go into that and take a look is, you know, as we're looking at the top 25, we had number 23 Pitt just went down 26 to 19. They, uh, the, you had the cocktail party this weekend. Yeah, you got Ole Miss. Well, let's go through what, you know, I'm on the ESPN site. So I've got Ole Miss at Auburn and Ole Miss should throttle Auburn. Maybe. I just don't think Auburn's got, I think they're a basket case right yeah, now. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Syracuse and Florida State. Florida State finally lost. I don't think that helps Syracuse at all coming in. No, this is going to be uh, Syracuse. I don't think it's a bad team. That I think I a lot either. of their games have been pretty close. Even the good teams they play, they've lost. But Florida State. I think they. What was that? That Georgia Tech game. Oh mm-hmm. God, yeah. I think they might beat Syracuse's ass. And then you've got uh, a fantastic matchup of. Um, 
I'm sorry, it's it's refreshing on me. Damn it, because I had it. Um, it was Colorado or UCLA. Colorado UCLA. Yeah, Colorado's terrible. They shouldn't be playing football anymore. Well, they're four and four, and you know that's what I was trying to get to before the damn page. And I'm trying to figure out who they've beaten, and they've beaten absolutely nobody. Right. So you're right. The Buffaloes are still with the Buffaloes. They did beat Oregon State which that is one of those uh, coaching decisions. I think both parties are kind of sitting there looking back at each other going, you want to get back together? Because uh, I don't think it's working for Mike what's Riley. his name in, uh, yeah. Yeah, in Nebraska. It's early. I understand that, but no one does early anymore. All right, now we get to your 230 games, and that's, you know, Georgia, Florida. I, I'm highly upset here, Georgia. Are yeah. you really? Okay, I'm gonna stick with the Gators because I just don't, I don't believe in Georgia. I think this is a, a program that is going to end up on the carousel of coaches, you know, new coaches. Finally, I just think this is if they lose to Florida, it's it, it's gone. Well, that's and I think that's a bad decision, but it's one that they need. No, you're, I, I think you're right. I mean, you, Mark Rick is big. I mean, I, I applaud their loyalty. It's so rare these days to, you know, especially a, a team in a conference. Yeah, to a non Bowden or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. But yeah, it's but this good. is the kind of game that keeps him um, employed for another year. You're right. If he wins this one. All their fans are kind of like uh, when Mac beat OU two years ago. It's like, shit, seriously? Or I guess three years ago. You know, we got to keep up with this. Um, who are you going to go get? That's that's the deal. I think you're going to see a lot of quality coordinators uh, in NCAA, you know, move around and become head coaches. I hope you don't see a lot of retreads of coaches that you know. I think this game has turned into a young man's game in the coaching position. Yeah. Uh, and if you go after a name, you better be a name that's got something behind him, like Florida did by going and getting the guy from Colorado McElwain. State. Yeah, McElwain, you know, had proven himself. I think Georgia can do the same. Uh, moving down to the ACC, Clemson, I think, rolls over NC State. Yeah, not even close. Um, uh, Jesus, Maryland, Iowa. I'm waiting for Iowa to stub their toe. I'll be honest. It ain't going to be this game. Yeah, I can't see it either. Michigan, Minnesota. The only thing about this is Michigan's favored by 13 and a half. Minnesota, you know, I thought you and I both thought would be better than they yeah. are. And now with kill gone, I think that probably you do want to win one for the Gipper. But then again, I mean, he's kind of everybody's kind of known where this is going right, for a while. Right, right, right. So I, you know, and then I think is this Michigan's first game back after the Michigan State? I believe loss? it is. Okay, well then get out of the right. way. That's going to be bad. Uh, so I do, I do think they covered that one. Um, heading on down the list, we go. Um, we get into. I can't believe it. We're hitting the you know the American Conference. Tulane is going to get lit up by Memphis. Probably so. Line is thirty two and a half. It is going to have some of the weather that we got here. Uh, they're playing in the Puyon Weed Eater Liberty Bowl. Uh, but well, actually no, that's not the Liberty Bowl. That's in you know Shreveport. Uh, Memphis kills them. Miami Duke. We talked about Vanderbilt. Houston. I don't care about. Oregon State, Utah, Utah wins easily, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, so now we're down to two. Notre Dame at Temple. I don't think there's a – I mean, Notre Dame's favored by 11. Temple's got a fantastic defense. You're playing at Temple, which is going to be, quote-unquote, you know, raucous for the first time in forever. I just don't think the Temple has the horses to get out of this. No, I don't think so either. I th it's unfortunate that you know we're, we're at a point where this is like the game, prime time game of the week. Um, but no, I, I can't imagine they. When was the last time? I don't think I've ever seen Temple on at night ever because they're usually the early right. games. So at night, prime time, ABC. That's just shocking. Yeah, the. I mean, I, I think what gives them a chance is. You know, Notre Dame 
is still playing with quite a few backups. Yeah, but they're getting they better. Get better. I mean, they're kind of like TCU. They're kind of like everybody else. Is that they're they were down at the beginning, and they're starting to come back up. And I'm feeling a hell of a lot better about my prop bet for them to win it all. It's still a snowball's chance, but it's a bigger snowball. Yeah, now. the um, I, I think they handled Temple quite easily. I mean, if nothing else, they're just going to wear them down. Well, last game in you know college in the top twenty-five is our good friend Coach Mike Leach in his second place in the uh, Pacific or the Pac-12 North, Washington State Cougars taking on Stanford. I honestly think that this looks like a typical. Leach versus Mac or Leach versus Stoops type of deal that he's starting to get his offense where he wants it, but Stanford's just going to slaughter his defense. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna control this game from the get go. Stanford will, and it, it this won't end well at all. I and I think their only chance is the fact that they're playing the Pullman. It seems to be that something has happened up there to change, and you and I have obviously missed it this season but you know vegas has gotten stanford by 10 and a half i i think that they you know i will say knowing stanford and the way they play the game that's probably about right you yeah. know i don't think they're gonna get too further past no that, i think but. you're right as well i, I mean uh, yeah i mean I, I think if washington state completely crumbles i mean it could easily be a 25 30 yes but that's an easily crumble and man i just i, I just can't predict right that. right 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 all right, so switching over to the league, uh, we have no – actually, I think we have another London game, but it's not an 8.30 in the morning kick, and I, I don't remember who it is. I'm sure we'll get to it. Vikings-Bears, um, I'll tell you what, I, I guess – actually, this does is surprising. Vikings 4-2, and two, Bears 2-4. and four. Uh, It's a pick em. I like the Vikings more than I like – yeah, Bridgewater is definitely looking like the real deal. You know, Peterson's just only—he's only, only going to get better. I mean, I—they—they they are going to—I think they're going to beat the Bears pretty, pretty handily. Then we have the lovely former Houston Oilers going back to play the Texans. Golly, the Texans are hoes, my. This friend. is a sorry, sorry game, and I think Tennessee's on a better track than Houston is, obviously. Um, at least they've got a quarterback that they can. Dude, we don't have a quarterback. We don't have a running back. Yeah. Got a great wide receiver, but I mean, I don't know who can get him the ball. And the defense that I thought was going to be the linchpin is gone. Yeah. So before I just start crying here, we'll just say that if it's a win, great. But right now it's off the board. No, Vegas doesn't even have a line. And they shouldn't. Um, going down the rest of those early kicks, Bucks at Falcons. I think the Falcons destroy the Probably, Bucks. Yes. Uh, Cardinals at Browns. Uh, Cardinals favored by seven. I think that's a bit much on the road, but the Cardinals are looking a lot better than the Browns. They sure are. The Cardinals really look like a great team right now. Yes. Uh, 49ers going to St. Louis or soon to be LA. Um, I, I think we can all agree that I don't know if you saw today's headline that there was a players only meeting turned into a fight at 49ers camp. Kaepernick has no idea what he's doing. No, that's exactly right. I mean, he just looks like he looks like RG three. Yeah. He's I, and I, that's really easy to bucket them together, but I think they are much different quarterbacks in college. And now, man, they just look like they are lost. They they need to go. Yeah, they. Uh, he's. I, I just don't think. I just don't think he's got the intangibles, and he never had them. You know, you you know, Harbaugh will find a way to mask that, and uh, that's missing. But yeah, that team's a complete mess. And St. Louis, I think, is a team that is. Uh, they're on the rise. This team seems to only be getting better. Man, Todd Gurley looks like a star. No, and uh, Nick. Is Nick still starting? I believe he is. I know he was hurt, but I thought he came back. I'll tell you this is, again, this is how bad it's getting. And anything you see, and usually a seven-point line in the NFL is huge. And you're seeing this Rams by nine and a half. And I actually kind of agree with that uh, just because the 49ers are that bad. Um, moving down to your gents. 
going to New Orleans to play the Saints. Drew is, I, I think Mark Ingram had a pretty damn good game last week. But, you know, outside of that, I don't trust that defense for the Saints very much at all. No, they, uh, I, I don't either, but I don't trust anything about the, you know, about the, this is the same Saints team that beat the Cowboys. It shouldn't have, but beat them, um, you know. Hey, they, they, look, they beat the Cowboys, lost to the Eagles, beat the Falcons, and beat the Colts. You know, I, I think the Colts are obviously a little screwed up. The but. injuries that the Giants have dealt with on defense is, like, mind-boggling. They, you know, their entire secondary is, you know, injury-riddled. I think, you know, there's one or two people that were, like, bona fide starters that are playing. Um, in some instances, you're on a third string. They had, you know, three new injuries this week, the people that didn't practice yesterday. They, you know, their defense is just such a question mark. And, man, Eli Manning, what a what a conundrum he is, right? I mean, like, yep. you, you put him up there as, you know, where does he belong in the echelon of quarterbacks? Because he's got, you know, granted, he's got two rings, and both of those were against the big, bad Patriots. And he's got to go into the Hall of Fame, I think. You know, I, I don't think that they can do some of the things they've done to other quarterbacks because they didn't win rings and then keep him and Roethlisberger out because Roethlisberger's got three, right? No, he just has two. Does he have two? Okay. Oh. Well, same thing. I, I think they both, because they've got multiple wins and multiple rings, I think they get in. And I'll be curious to see that. We'll get to that game here in a bit. But Eli, you know, has had some – what three years ago, the best statistical year ever, or is that? Yeah, four it was years two or three, three years ago. I think you're right. Right now, I, I think he's just he's uh, the entire team's just decimated. well. He's got no offensive line, and just you know, I, I'll be. I, I love Tom Coughlin, I really do, but this has to be his last year. I wouldn't want to deal with it if I'm. It has him. to be. But then again, he's got. He's kind of one of those coaches that I think is so scared that. If he walks away from the game, he gets Bear Bryant in the next, you know, 30, 60 days after that. So the Grim Reaper will keep you going for a while. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the game out, well, it's, it's in the East, but it involves a team from the West. Chargers-Ravens. A 1-6 Ravens team and a 2-5 and five Chargers team. I, I really didn't expect this from either one of these teams, to be honest. Ravens are a mess. They're horrible. And the Chargers are starting to get a little bit better, or statistically they're better, but they're not putting it together as far as, you know, points and wins. They're definitely in the points, or they're getting the yardage in some points. Um, I just don't understand the Ravens. This may just be one of those years you write off and say, I hope it's not the start of a trend. It's just a fluke year, as many teams want to say. Yeah, no, you're. I, I think you're right, and it very well could be. I mean, they had Terrell Suggs going down on defense was a big loss. That's a huge loss, but that's a loss you got to start drafting to get ready for because he's starting to get old. That's true. And not not everybody's going to have the blessing of Jesus like Ray Rice did. I mean, if there's any game that Baltimore can get back on the winning track with, it's certainly this one. But I. Uh, Man, I'm I'm gonna take San Diego in this. I know it's in Baltimore, but give me San Diego here. All right, I'll um probably could do to my fantasy lineup. I'll I'll go with the Ravens. They've got to start improving. Uh, the I think one of the best games that we've got is Bengals at Steelers, and this tells you where they were. Or, you know how the Bengals were perceived is this should be the three thirty afternoon game, and it's noon. And it's probably going to get only shown in a couple of parts of the country. But Bengals and Steelers, Bengals somehow 6-0. I don't believe in them just because I feel like the Bengals have started undefeated. They haven't gotten to 6-0, obviously. But they've started, you know, 4-0 and, you know, 4-1. And, and, and then they collapse. And it's Dalton and all, all of that. Uh, you've got Roethlisberger back now for the Steelers. And that man, he can pass. Yeah. And I'm really curious about this one. This is a pick 'em too. I can't believe that. I would actually take the Steelers by a field goal. Yeah, I think the uh, you know Cincinnati's got a very good defense. I think uh, Roethlisberger coming back is big. Um, you know, I'm with you on Dalton. I mean, nobody in their right mind could say otherwise based on what we've seen. But 
they just they look like a different team right now. Yes, they do, and I can't can't believe that they're doing this under you know Marvin what's Lewis. his name not, Marvin Lewis. What? Thank you. Yeah, it's like is he really coaching or is he just being the CEO type dude and just taking you know some little bit of credit? Well, I don't know, but uh, whatever it is seems to be working. I don't think it lasts past this. I think the Steelers take it. Uh, if they don't, then I mean, everybody's playing for second there in the air. Yeah, this North. is a th- this could be a, you know, a kind of defining win for them. I'm going to take the Bengals in this just because I think they're playing better football and they have better players. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go Bengals here. I just think they're a better team. I'm going to go with the Steelers with Roethlisberger back running that Todd Haley a magical offense uh, that I'd never thought I'd ever say. But uh, so I, I think he comes out and gets 300 yards. We we did talk about Seahawks, Cowboys. Uh, did we say who we were no, taking there? No, we didn't. Uh, you know, I've got to go I Seahawks. Too. I here. mean, it's hard for me to pick the Seahawks on the road, and normally I wouldn't, but. I will not take them with the line. I mean, giving up seven points on the road, I'm not prepared no to do way. that. No way, that's crazy. But they, this, I mean, this will say a lot about Jason Garrett. And again, I think we both agree, I don't blame him for these issues um, that were. No, this is just, it's a year that they've had years that they've gotten away from, you know, injury and they ended up eight and eight. They've also had years they've gotten away from injury and they've ended up, you know, during Wade's tenure, 13 and three or whatever else. This is going to be one of those years that, yeah, they're going to be lucky to crawl back to eight and eight. But I really think that's what this that that's what this team and organization is, and always will be underneath Jerry yeah. Jones. I'm sorry, I like the offensive line. I really like Witten. I like Tony somewhat, but Tony's an injured, you know, quarterback, and this is the risk that you took going into it. So we'll move on from that before Chad turns us off. The other great game uh, at three o'clock is Jets at four and two traveling across the country to the Raiders, who are three and three, and really look like a different. Raiders they look pretty team. good, man. Derek Carr is looking like a pretty darn good quarterback, and that Amari Cooper dude. And, and Amari looks fantastic. Yeah, he's great. He, he's, I mean, he reminds me of when Julio Jones came into the league. Um, that's exactly yes. what he reminds me of. I will tell you this much. If these teams actually do get moved to L.A., which at least two of them are, this is a team that's primed and ready to become the stars yeah. of L.A. Two, I mean, two or three young guys. I, I can't even think who the rushing you know, leader is for the Raiders, but he's pretty young, too. This could be a team that gets, you know, just gets the entire, you know, city behind them uh, up until, you know, well, they lose the game, then L.A. disappears. But I think the Raiders have turned a corner, but it's also the Raiders. I really do like what I'm seeing now, the Jets, too. Uh, I cannot believe this, that the Jets are a three-point favorite coming from, you know, across the country. That's a long Yeah, the Jets, trip. I think, aren't they like six and one? Uh, they're four and two. Four and two, yeah, they're not nearly as good as we both think they are, but I, I do like this team. I, I fear the beard of Fitzgerald. Yeah. Um, you know, their losses are against the Patriots and somehow the Eagles. Well, the Patriots, um, the, that was a pretty close game with the Patriots. Yeah, 30-23, to 23, and it basically, you know, I'll be honest with you, listening to the end of that game, because I had a little interest in it, um, it shouldn't have been that close. It was a, a, you know, it was more of a 30 to 20 type game. Uh, but you know, Hey, the final score is what the final right. score says. I like what Todd Bowles is doing. He seems to really have a, a great direction to go with the jets. And the funny thing is, is he's managing to be a coach of the New York jets and you never hear about him. You know, it's the opposite of Ryan. Right. So, well, the, then you got your big battle uh, Sunday night of two six and O teams. One six and O team that I think is very questionable is yeah, the Broncos. I think I was just, their defense is amazing. I think they're off. I was just going to say I think they're a bit of a paper tiger. You know, and we were talking about the Oakland Raiders earlier, and 
you know, kind of where they sit in their division. That this is it's not a foregone conclusion that Denver's running away with this. No, I mean, not Kansas at all. Kansas City is, you know, that we expected more out of them. Obviously, the loss of Charles is a big deal, but they were sucking before he went down. Um, but then, you know, San Diego and Oakland, San Diego's record isn't great. Like, Oakland could – I wouldn't be surprised in a, going to the last three weeks of the season that this is like a one-game difference between Oakland and Denver. Yeah, uh, I've been told we should disagree more on this show, but guess what? I'm going to agree yeah. with you there. Um, this is one of those ones that, you know, people are going to be moving around, you know, a lot. So I do think the Packers come in and take care of business. I think that, you know, um, Peyton is just not Peyton no. anymore. And I think, um, you know, that line he's got in front of him has been beat up since June when I was in Denver, you know, for business. And it hasn't necessarily gotten any better. The Packers, their offense, I mean, their receiving core is completely beat up. They get, you know, Adams back, which may help, may not. I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers just seems to have it right now. So them being favored by two and a half, I think that's a comfortable one. I'd be happy with them winning by three. Um, it should be a fun game, I, I think, for a half, maybe three quarters. But I think the Packers put yeah, it Yeah, I, I think they do as well. And I think it's – yeah, I, I'm with you. I think there's a play that happens late in the game that puts this thing up to like 10, 14 point win. So here's my, the last game. And it's the question for you is are the Colts as bad as they seem to be? You know, the Panthers as good as they seem to be because Colts travel to the Panthers. They are an old folks home They're You know, GM is fighting with the coach and the owner the coach is fighting with both of them. The owner is just drugged out of his mind. The Panthers seem to be just that silent assassin right now that we talked about earlier. Um, what say you? I here? think the Carolina is for real. I think Indianapolis's issues are for real. Um, you know, the crazy thing is that somebody's got to come out of that South Division, NFC or AFC South. Um, and it's gonna be yeah, I'm sorry for that, that division. That's terrible. But I think that Carolina, like they just go about their business. They're playing well. Cam Newton is taking his level of play up to another level. I, I have a lot more respect for that guy now than I did when he came. Yeah, into I, the I agree. Also. I think he's a legitimate, you know, uh, like putting. He's a real quarterback. Absolutely, he's putting his name up there, name up there for a legitimate tier one quarterback, if you will. I think Indianapolis, I, they need a change of uh, – this is Chuck Pajano's, you know, swan song this year. I think – He'll be a coordinator probably in Houston. Yeah, they're going to make year. some changes, I think, at both the GM level and at the, uh, at the coaching level. And, you know, whether those changes or decisions are the good ones or smart ones or not, they got to make some changes. But to go from where they were to where they are now – I, you know, the, the problem is, too, is that you go out and you, you haven't drafted offensive linemen in two years, two or three years. Um, you go out and you, in free agency, you pick up Andre Johnson and Frank Gore, which, you know, offense really, you know, drives this, um, you know, uh, it, it's great because offense, the Colts have always been about offense. It's just flashy, right. but, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have an offensive line, I don't care because you're not going to the quarterback didn't have time to get the to let you know 37 year old 35 year old Andre Johnson break off a route and they're not opening holes for um, you know Frank Gore so you know it's just it's it's how, how you're building your team and if you're not building it with the lines and what good are you and defensively man they're struggling yeah yeah you know the one thing that just shocks me and i know it's about money it's probably why they have a team that's six and oh right now with a bunch of names that you don't really recognize is the panthers let steve smith walk but can you imagine if they had him as a threat you know that'd be amazing if they had who because uh, if steve smith yeah senior. yeah well his best receiver the amazing thing about the panthers is their number one receiver went down um you know, the first, like in training camp, I forget the guy's name, but the yeah. ACL injury, but he was, he was the number one receiver and there was like not even a close second. And he, uh, uh, 
I mean, that's what I'm, I was going back to is I'm sure Steve wanted number one money and he's not a number one receiver. But, you know, if you had him back, you know, this is the one thing that I don't like about the NFL is, you know, at least in baseball, and it's because you got so many teams and so many games, you've got, you know, sellers and buyers midway through the season. It would be awesome if right now everybody was looking and saying, all right, what can we dump and what can we pick up for the teams like the Panthers that are just two players away right, right now? And the Packers that need some help in a couple of positions. And then, you know, people like the Texans, as you were saying earlier, is, dude, you can get a lot for J.J. Watt. I'd rushed if they did it. But this is what the, you know, that's what baseball does that the NFL has not quite well, figured out. Well, because there's so few games, so few weeks, you know, you, it's, it's a little... Yeah, you have to be right basically 100% yeah, of the time. Yeah, and, you know, is it, what what's, you know, Houston going to do to blow it up? I, I don't know, but I know this, that. I know they're blowing up their offense. I don't know. I mean, not their offense, their office. I don't know if they're going to blow up their right, teams. Right, right. Well, the, but, you know, if you felt like you needed to, then, you know, you've got, a, you've got some chips. Um, but nevertheless, um, you know, Indianapolis has some shit that they need to fix, and both in personnel as well as like coaching, because they shouldn't be this much worse than they were last year. You're right. So that wraps up another week. Uh, I assume that we're both going to take the Panthers here. Panthers are favored by seven and yeah, a half. I, 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 that half scares me. I'd actually buy a half point if I could. Uh, that way, I feel fine at seven. I don't like seven and a half. Yeah, I'd probably take seven and a half. Um, just because I just, I, I you don't think it's going to be that I, close. I don't, but it's the NFL, you know, so. You're right. It was some pretty questionable refs here or there. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Burden, we have, you know, NBA that's in game number two. We've got NHL, but we'll just stick to football. Yeah, we, we've forward. got, we've got 20, we've got <laughs> Q1 of 2016 to touch on that. <laughs> We got to fill some radio space back then. All right. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next Peace week. The post-game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.